0: Woo! Woo! Small Doses. Self-help from the hip. Small Doses. We're talking that shit. Small Doses. And keeping it real. Small Doses. With me and Anna Seals. It's so funky. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome to our first ever Small Doses Forum. Uh, side effects of uprising. I felt it necessary to do something like this, of course, you know, this will probably change in the future. Who knows? But I, I'm always trying to figure out how I can use my spaces to create more spaces, um, to give voice to folks and to, to give people the opportunity to speak their minds and to, um, and to, uh, really just sometimes, sometimes, honestly, y'all, sometimes it'd be just a vent like some you know and and I think I think I think I speak for a lot of us when I say that right now um there's a lot of confusion there's a lot of excitement there's a lot of um there's a lot of anger there's a lot of rage there's a lot of frustration uh but <laughs> someone's like the camera's tilted well you know what I don't got a crew it's Amanda the, the crew is Amanda on this side and then we got Brandon and Rebecca on the other side so We'll get to that, uh, but I just want to first and foremost uh just acknowledge everybody's feelings and let you know that your feelings are valid unless your feelings are that property and looting is more important than black lives, in which case your feelings are trash, so just want to tell you that um, I want to Im- I want to just invite everybody in here to um you know, let this time be because I feel like we need to take at least an hour a day in in the midst of what's going on, and we should have been doing this before, but we need to take at least an hour a day to try to uh, at least enter a safe space or be at peace. I know this conversation may not bring that for some, but if it does i'm I'm very thankful and grateful. Uh, but I'm trying to get out of saying I'm trying to be better at saying but and say and and um, this is, for those of you who are just joining us, this is Small Doses Forum. I have a podcast called Small Doses. You know I have a book as well. But I have a podcast called Small Doses. It's been going on for two and a half years. And Small Doses is a podcast that does its best to approach different topics that are affecting our lives from a range of things, whether it be racists or fuckboys or white women or addiction or... Uh, being an Oreo or traveling or being an L.A. transplant, we, we cover a range, we cover a gamut, and we always attempt to cover it in a way that is thoughtful, that is imaginative, and that is in the pursuit of empowerment and liberation. So in that foundation, it seemed only right that we uh, take the leap to create some other spaces for small doses that give voice to other folks. And that is what this forum is working to be. Um, It's something that I've I've wanted to do for a while, you know, and and this is how ideas happen, right? You have an idea, but then there's always like a bigger force that pushes. So, uh, you know, as much as we have so much negativity going on, I want to thank the universe for, for creating this silver lining to push to this space. For us to have more connectivity and conversation on a high vibration. I'm not even going to read the comments that are going on on my live stream. I mean, on my Instagram live, because I know y'all be clowning. (laughs) So I'm not even going to read what y'all are saying over there. But over here, uh, so we've got a YouTube live stream going on. So shout out to everybody who's joining us in the YouTube live stream. Uh, For anybody who is on the IG live that wants to watch on the YouTube, you can go to my link tree which is in my Instagram profile and click on the link and boom, join us. So this, uh, this happened today, not just because of my own ideating, but because I have an incredible team that seems to always be down for to get down. Like when I'm like, yo, you know what? I think we could do. They'd be like, what? And, uh, you know, so one of those people is my executive assistant, Jana, who is not here, but, Whenever you see the Asian chick around me that's like got flavor and, and flyness, um, that's Jana. So Jana is a part of making this happen. And the names that you have heard for a century, okay, for only two and a half years, but a century, Rebecca and Brendan. Now they shy, so they don't be liking to the show themselves, but I just want them to show themselves for two seconds. Just, just two seconds, y'all. Just two seconds. Rebecca and Brendan, please. Hi. Yay! Hi, everybody. Rebecca and Brandon! People right now are like, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you can relieve yourselves. Okay, bye. (laughs) Be well. Rebecca and Brandon, people are in the live, Rebecca, they're like, Rebecca! Rebecca! So, yes, they are white. I know! But you know what? They are allies. And they're not jackasses. And they're incredibly thoughtful, responsible people. And I know that you all know that the same way there can be coon ass black folks, there can be dope ass people who happen to be white. And I appreciate the work that they do on this show with me. I appreciate the conversations that we have in developing these episodes. And I, I think that it's really important that, in the midst of these types of situations going on, it's going to take a lot of white folks to look at themselves as individuals and say, "How do I separate myself from this power structure and be a part of toppling it?" The same way that it's going to take, you know, men doing that in terms of toppling patriarchy, right? The same way that it's going to take women doing that in terms of toppling, you know, shaming and and whatnot. The same way it's going to take um, just corny folks in general. Uh, identifying their corn to say, you know what? I don't want to be a part of the corn matrix. I want to separate myself from the matrix of cornery and make myself, uh, you know, relieve myself of the maize of my personhood. (laughs) I, among many things, am a very big advocate for shutting down all corny shit of all time. So there's that. So how is today going to work? So for those of you who don't know, I recently launched uh, an app called the SFB Society. SFB Society, is, uh, f- side note, it is so hot in this house. I have no idea what my mom is trying to do. I put on the air conditioning. It's not turning on. You see me in this jumpsuit. My t- again, and th- I've said this before, my titties are sweating. There's dripperies happening beneath my titties right now. So I just want you to know that if you see me sweating, it's not because I'm nervous. It's because I'm just, I'm hot. I'm hot. Okay. I'm, I'm hot. I got to catch my breath. I feel like I have to literally just... Okay. It's like, it's that hot. I was uncomfortable. Okay. Now, the way today is going to work is I have um, asked the members of SFB Society to provide us with questions that we will be discussing in this forum. And uh, a number of them have been able to join us here on the forum so that they can ask their questions directly. For those of you who are listeners of Smart Funny, I mean, for those of you all who are listeners of Small Doses, uh, we have a segment called DMT. DMT, we're serving Just a side note, I was talking to Charlamagne the other night and I'm not even exaggerating. He was like this on the phone. I was like, nigga, you trying to blow bubbles in a pool? Like, what are you doing? What is that? Are you drinking soup? What is this? Are you trying to get a potato in the soup without getting the juices of the soup? What's happening? He said he was drinking ginger tea. Well, this ain't ginger tea, but it is the real tea. And you all have for years- you know, provided me with incredible questions and insightful thoughts that challenged me to be a greater thinker and that challenge all of us to think of things on other spectrums. And so that's one of the big strongholds that I have in what we're, where we're at right now as a world and as a nation, considering something better, considering something different. And even if You know, even if you don't know, you start by considering. And I think so many of us really don't even feel like we have the power or the right to consider something better than what we're being given. We don't think that we have the, we we feel like, how dare I have the audacity to consider a different vision for my existence, for my family, for my personhood, for my relationships, you name it. We think I should just be happy to be here. Fuck all that. No. And when you are contributing to a space, you are contributing to a society, you have every right to be be thoughtful about how can this be better? As long as you are being thoughtful about how can this be better for everyone? Because you're a part of a group. I hate when people be on the train in New York playing music dumb loud and they be like, because this is what I want to listen to. Well, baby, then you need to get a car because right now we are in a group space and we need to be thoughtful about how everyone in this group space is going to be able to have the best nicest train ride across this bridge and you bump in like i and i don't know what that was just now that was kind of like some like reggae hip hop bachata but after you've had a long day at work you just may not want to hear that and you have to be thoughtful about the fact that if you don't have headphones then you need to play that shit at home all right so Shout out to my people at SFB Society who have provided us with the questions. We have people that are in the queue waiting to ask their, to answer their, to ask their questions. Um, so Brendan, I know that we're just trying to figure out how the workflow of this is going to go Now before I had said what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, oh my God, so much technology I don't know what to do. Um, I had said that I was going to ask the question, the purple person would come on. But I think the better way to do this is just deal with who's here and let's have them come on and they can ask their question. Or at the very least, if they don't remember their exact question, they can let me know their name and I got it right here. I got it right here. So let's do that. So let's bring the first person up. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us, we are Small Doses. Small Doses is my podcast that we've been doing for 2.5 years. This is the first Small Doses podcast. Sorry, this is the first Small Doses Forum, and the, the topic is side effects of uprising. So today's conversation will be related to the ways in which we are all be, being affected by this uprising, and any thoughts and questions and concerns related to that, I want to do my best to speak to, and I want to do my best to encourage y'all to speak to amongst yourselves. I am in no way presenting myself as an expert. This is just a platform I have, and I think I'd be knowing some good shit, so fuck it, why not share it? All right, let's... Get it? him. Brendan, who's our first person?
1: All righty. Well, the first person who popped in as a participant was R.L. Welcome, R.L. Hey, how so are RL, you? So, R.L., tell me this. Good afternoon.
0: How many times do people hear your name and go, why you always lying? <laughs> why you always lying? All the lying? Time. Mm, my God. All the
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> all um, the time, but you know it's it's uh, Reggie Leroy, which is my first and last name. So you know Reggie
0: Leroy.
2: <laughs> That's a black ass name. You know, I'm I'm straight out of Georgia. I'm from Albany, Georgia, down south. So you know, civil rights movement, uh, Martin Luther King came through there. You know, all of that. But I live in Orlando. I live in a Coe now. So.
0: Oh, well, we need a silver rice moving in on Koei as well. So
2: We do. Shout out to the
0: 407. I just have to ask, if your first name is Reggie and your last name is Leroy, Uh what's your Uh middle name?
2: No, my middle name is Leroy. My last name is Socorro Garner, but that's because I added my husband's uh, last name. It's just, it's extra. I know, I didn't think about it when we got married, but (laughs) it is what it is. I love him dearly. Because I was like, if your (laughs) middle name
0: <laughs> is wait okay? If it's Reggie, if your middle name is Lamont, mm-hmm. then I'm like, we have hit peak, <laughs> peak brother level name. Reg- exactly, hey, like <laughs> <laughs> Reggie my Lamont Leroy. My,
2: my dad, dad <laughs> well,
0: R.L., thank you for joining us. I first want to ask, how are you?
2: I'm I'm actually really, really good um, you know, today because I'm obviously having a conversation with you. So that's awesome. I absolutely adore FSB. Um, I am following everybody and a mama that come up in there because Shout. I do uh this is something that I've been looking for um in terms of like minded people and it not be met with, you know, disdain and, and 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 just anguish. You know, they they are all open. Everybody that I've met so far and followed up has been sweet, has been cool and you know, I get up in the morning and I have 25 notifications and I'm excited to check it because I know it's going to be legit people being a blackity black self, as you would say, and it'd be content I want to enjoy. So,
0: Well, that's what's up, I'm really happy that SFB Society is, is a space for you like that because I genuinely, I was so conflicted on whether I should launch the app in the midst of what's going on because I don't ever want to distract from our right. putting, us putting our energy towards empowerment and, and moving oh my God, the air conditioning came on. <sighs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, I just don't want to ever distract from us putting our energies towards uplifting each other. And you know, I had right. some friends who were like, "Well, girl, you, you made an app about uplifting each other, so I think that's in yeah. the right vein. So I'm glad that you feel that way. Um, so your question um, your question was, I just like to ask. As a community, how do we handle the mixed messages we seem to be getting from our own? As in, for instance, the protesting or rioting, or the protesting the right way. Is there anything else you want to add to this?
2: Um, I mean, for me, I think I'm I'm an empath too. Um, I didn't even know what that word meant until I, you know, heard your podcast. Long story short, and I noticed that, you know. I take things, some people would say too serious, but you know, just the energy behind, you know, seeing, uh, you know, one person saying one thing and then you see somebody else that said something, but we're all fighting for the same thing. But this person thinks we need to, you know, not, you know, uh, have any property damage done here and we need to do Kumbaya. And then the other person feels like, you know, we've been quiet long enough and, you know, For me, I'm for, you know, I've said this and many times property damage will always be incidental to human life. So if it takes a little bit of that, you know, to, to get where we're going, I'm okay with it. But I, it was just frustrating to find myself having, you know, to, you know, the white, the white people, uh, Mm -hmm. say what they say. And then hearing the infighting between us, you know, how do you handle you know, that, that discord or, or do you just kind of go your own lane, I guess?
0: Well, I think, you know, I, I feel you because it's like when the white, when when, when white folks that are, that don't happen to be white, when they're saying it, it's very easy to be like, oh, y'all just foolish. Like, you know, y'all on some other shit. It's very easy to dismiss when it comes from within, it feels more like betrayal. Right. When it comes from within, it feels more like betrayal. I think, um, I think what's happening right now is, is we're going to, we, we, first of all, we've seen in history how divide and conquer works. And we've seen how there were these, you know, there were folks that definitely felt like, oh, like Martin's messaging is better than Malcolm's. Malcolm's messaging is better than Kwame Ture's, you know, Stokely Carmichael's, you know, um, Huey P. Newton's way, way of doing things is better. I think that what I'm trying my hardest to do is to. <laughs> open my consciousness to the fact that well we have different you know black people are not a monolith and we have been saying that forever
3: right.
0: black people right. are not a monolith and therefore there's not going to be a 100 percent shared view of how to achieve the same goal but that's I, true. but I do think that it, it begs the question well do we have the same goal and um, it, yeah, it, and', that's and true. If, and I think that what's happening right now is it's going to force us to, to refine what that goal is. Because I think for some people, they think equality is the goal. Some people, other people are like, well, what does, that, what does equality really mean? Because if you're measuring equality based on we should be able to do what white people do, I'm not even trying to do what these white people have been doing. Right. What they've been doing is oppressing, mm-hmm. and I don't see oppressing others as liberation. You know? so right. So there's, there's so much... So many layers. And so I think one of the key things that's going to be happening in this time in our elevation, our evolution towards, you know, quote unquote, overcoming we shall (laughs) overcome is refinement of our refinement of our shared, um, of our shared idea of what that is. And that's what I think these conversations are, you know, and I, I feel like we need to be protesting We need to be organizing. We also need to be communicating and getting a clear point of view on that. And there is a number of organizations that have already done that for themselves. Right. Right. We have a bunch of organizations that have very clear objectives on what they are organizing towards when it comes to the black community. And I, and I have a list of those and I'm going to name that list at the end of this. Um, I'm going to name that list at the end of this. (laughs) And, um, and I think in the, in the spirit of your question, though, it really just, I, I, I really would love for us to try and nurture, a, and I know this is hard because, you know, God in the universe is working on me too, to just try and nurture <laughs> a code of, a code of.
2: Maybe ethics.
0: Well, we need that. Um,
2: I guess I was more
0: so saying just like a code of space giving, like a code of... of, Oh, yeah, true. A code of willingness, right? It's like... Because I feel like so many of us feel like we're so unheard that we have to deliver our voice. And I am absolutely one of these people. Like, we just feel like we got to deliver our voice, like, in declarative tones, proclamations, you're dumb, you're dumb, you're (laughs) dumb, you're dumb. And... Right. Sometimes, though, it's like you have to realize, like, well, if we keep trying to shout over each other... We're, we're not giving each other space. And that's how that, the, same, the same trigger that we get from them keeping us quiet, we, that trigger, then we use it on ourselves.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm trying to be
0: more, I'm trying to be more better <laughs> at, mm-hmm. um, at when people say things like that that I don't agree with, uh, being like, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. This is mine. Right. And leaving it yeah. at that. Now, if they start being disrespectful, et cetera, et cetera, it's like. You can hold that. I don't know who the fuck you're talking to. You can hold (laughs) that. I came at you respectfully, and I expect the same in return. I (laughs) came at you respectfully. Exactly. I expect the same in return. You know, and I'm honestly like that. The app as a yeah. society like I made I made that place because I wanted it to be a safe space but ideally we want we want we want any black community spaces to be safe spaces that's the goal exactly. and I believe that any black right. community space is when two or more black folks gather that's not a gang that's, that's a black community space So I agree it's going to take us all making the the our, it's going to take us all making our own individual choice to say <sighs> I'm not going to silence this person um,
2: right. True. <laughs> I I
0: True. don't necessarily have to engage in a back and forth with them that is toxic or disrespectful. I don't gotta do that. But right. I can tell them you're entitled to your opinion. This is where I'm coming from. And it can right. still be peaceful. Again, this True. is I'm working on this. I'm a work in progress.
2: Right. I, I I feel I feel your your space. I, I saw something. If I could say one more thing real quick. Yes. I saw something. Somebody said. Which one are you are you Malcolm or are you uh 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 Martin that's somebody that so I head was head. like in the spirit of uh Amanda seals, it depends on the day I might be Martin today and I might be Malcolm tomorrow. I might be a mixture of both. I don't know you just have to uh uh present the information in front in front of me and then I answer it at that time so to choose which lane. Ah, it's just, those are some of the things that I've seen and it just kind of made me say, you know, let me take a step back.
0: And this is why we have to learn about our people and our history because the fact of the matter is both of them were both of them at different times. (laughs) Okay? Yes. Like, Both of them went through evolutions. Both of them went through transformations. These were full souls. These were people who were learning, who were discovering. And if you are a full soul that is learning and discovering, baby, you always going to transform. And don't let nobody keep you where you were. Right? Like, people Mm -hmm. love to talk to me about shit I was saying when I was 22. And I'm like, I was 22. Like, (laughs) I barely had titties. Like, I'm still trying to figure it out. (laughs) Let me live. Like, a nigga done grown, (laughs) man. Can I grow? You know? Can I grow? (laughs) You know, like when yeah. we, look, and, and you know, it doesn't always have to be about a name change, but like when we look at Malcolm, he gave us points of reference to his growth. He was Malcolm Little. Right. He was Detroit Red. He was Malcolm X. He was El Hajj Malik Shabazz, you know,
3: right. Martin Luther he King may not have
0: names. changed his name every time he evolved, but he did change right. his conversation. And anybody who has right. really studied the work of both of them understands that these were multi-layered people that both had ideas of where peace takes place ideas of where because they never neither of them ever promoted violence they promoted defense right malcolm right. never said go out and shoot people up he just said if they shooting you up hey don't lay down
2: you might want to you might want to shoot back right exactly
0: so I the, the, at the point of that it's like at the bottom line of that it still comes back to we got to learn we got to learn about these things because we because we reference them so much because they're such incredible points of light. So we got to know about how those lights are pointing us. But I hope I did. I I, did. I did. I give. Did did we do you feel like we got anywhere with this question?
2: I've been fed, sister. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. But, yes, I think it's a very broad question to kind of ask. But, you know, I think you're right. You have to understand that everybody has, you know, they have their opportunity and every voice matters in this. And just because it's not something I agree with, I don't necessarily have to engage in that. Way and just, you know, use my own platform to, to do what I do. And yeah, so I appreciate it. Thank you, Amanda.
0: Thank you. As I always say, every Black experience is a Black experience, unless experience. it is anti-Black.
2: Trust me. I've seen uh, the, the, the special. <laughs> special. I watched it about 10 times already.
0: Yes, all right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, babe.
2: All right. Bye. Bye, love.
0: All right. I like this. This is dope.
1: Next, I believe we have uh, E. Will.
0: Hello. How are you, sis? I'm good. How are you? We here, right? We trucking, we moving, trying to just keep things grooving. Uh, I first want to point out your coordination because the watch matches the shirt which matches the hat. (laughs) And as you know, we got to coordinate. You got to- And it wasn't even planned. Oh. (laughs) Because it was in you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I just do this. I don't even even be like knowing. I just, oh, it just happens. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to the Small Doses Forum, Side Effects of Uprising. Uh, We are happy to have you here. For those of you who are just joining us, Small Doses is my podcast. Um, We- have been doing for two and a half years, and today is our first forum where we are opening the floor to have folks uh, share their questions in regard to the topic at hand. Today's topic is uprising. And uh, we have a segment called DMT, and this is our DMT forum. So I want to welcome E. Will. Is that how you would like to be addressed, E. Will? You can call me Erica. Okay. Hey, Erica. Uh, <laughs> Right. Erica with a U. Hey, Erica. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Erica, where are you from?
3: I am in Atlanta.
0: Ah, okay. Yes, you are. That,
3: that's why I asked the question that I asked. <laughs>
0: okay. So we going to hop, we going to hop right into the question then. Um, mm-hmm. Erica asked, how do we make sure people, especially younger people don't overlook the importance of voting during this time? Lately, I've heard so many people dismiss the importance of voting, and they probably only vote during the president's. They probably only vote during the presidential election, or not at all. Um, how can we make sure voting does not get lost in any of this? Well, before I speak to that, I would love to hear you speak more to this. If there's anything else you want to add, um, it's pretty much it. Um, and what what made me ask this? Um. On Friday,
3: our mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms was on national TV, and one of the things that she said was, "We need to vote." Uh, it was a lot of resistance about that. A lot of people were saying it doesn't work, and I, I know everybody has um, has seen what happened last year with the um with the government with with um with the government election with
0: um Brian Kemp. You know, yes, he stole and how, and how from- he stole it, and how it was right, stolen so from he Stacey Abrams.
3: Yeah, people are discouraged, but at the same time, like you know, I, I still think voting is important, you know, and you know, we need to make sure that we educate ourselves with uh, with the important elections, not only the presidential election, but you know, I mean, like look what happened with um with Barrat, like I mean, he had like uh, he had to deal with a bunch of Republican senators, and that's why it was hard for him to get a lot of stuff done, you know. And then just like last night, looking at sound, like I was, um, I paid attention to like all the other elections in the other states. And I noticed that Ferguson elected their first black female mayor. Yeah. Voting works. Iowa got rid of that white supremacist yep. voting works. So like, how can we make sure that we don't lose the importance of voting in, in with this whole uprising that we're doing right now?
0: I think that one of the keys is really just first... Well, first I want to just point out to everyone who is joining us. uh, If you are joining us on Instagram live, you can see what's happening. You can see the individuals coming on by checking out our live on YouTube right now. So if you go to my Instagram profile, you can click on the link in my link tree and it'll take you to our YouTube live where you'll be able to see lovely folks like Erica joining me in conversation right here in the small doses forum, uh, side effects of uprising. Um, I guess for me, Everything you're saying is super duper valid. I think for a lot of folks, it's the period at the end of we need to vote that kind of gets them a little bit ruffled because there is nuance to that. And what you're saying, I think gets left out of the conversation. Like sometimes it's it's in the, sometimes I feel like in the effort of simplicity, it becomes like, we need to vote. End of story. But then folks are like, on what? And for who? And I think that, The work that's going to be done is in not just telling people that they need to vote, but who they need to vote for. And for what it's worth, like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I get like, it's hard. Like, it's hard work to like, know everybody, like the system has been made to be very difficult to understand in terms of like how bills get passed, how legislation gets passed, how policy gets created, you know, in terms of like, okay, how do budgets make it through Um, that affect different cities and who votes on that, you know? And like, I don't want to sound conspiracy theory right here, but we are in a country that that focuses so much on work, 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 work. It's literally like you don't even have time as a citizen to do the work in being involved as a citizen. Like Like the amount of people that you have to vote for is a very... It seems like a very overwhelming amount of people that you have to learn and and know what they're gonna do, et cetera, et cetera. Which is why there are organizations that are focused on trying to really simplify that. Like for instance, like Black Futures Lab started by Alicia Garza, they work with Black people to transform our communities, building black political power and changing the way that power operates. So like they offer, you know, like shorthand information on these are the people who are running, these are the things that they're about, like support these people. They endorse different folks that are good for our communities. And those types of shorthands need to be added when we say we need to vote. Like to me, like Mayor Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, like she has definitely like come in there and is making her stand and like taking her stand and letting folks know like I'm on your side. But I think we just need like that extra bit of information of like, we need to vote. And this is where you need to go to learn who to vote for People get discouraged very easily when they don't see results. Like, that's, like, just human. That's just human nature. And so I'm happy to see folks celebrating very loudly that Ferguson elected their first Black mayor. Because people need to be able to see, like, oh, we did that. Like, you just said. Like, they did that. Like, they got Iowa. First of all, you're like, are there Black people in Iowa? Like, <laughs> Aside from, you know, Solange's um, son's father who went to college there, like, you know, like, (laughs) like, but yes. And are there people in Iowa who may just be people who happen to be white? And they're like, you know, we love corn, but we ain't corny. Like that. They don't want, maybe they don't, they're like, we don't want that in our space either. But I think Mm -hmm. that the importance of voting, the way that we continue to elevate that to people's mind frame is we couple it with something that is more relatable to people like voting as an act up until this point in America has never seen great change that you can't argue that like for a people that have dealt with so much our vote has never felt like we did. It's never felt like our vote created a change that in any way truly I don't want to say it anyway, but a change that truly has challenged what we are dealing with. And I think that's the thing. It's like folks want to believe that like if you just vote the right person in office, whether it's the president or a governor, that all of a sudden it's going to flip. And unfortunately, that's not how it works. We're playing the long game. Mm -hmm. And they've been playing the long game longer. So to your point, it's like we have to encourage people to vote and find the ways that we can reach different people on their points of interest and not, and I think so much of that has been based on like points of interest that are based in like what white people's point of interest might be. We got to find black points of interest. And that's what, you know, like that's what, that's what like me and, and Angela Rye and Tiffany D. Cross and all the women that were in this, a part of this op ed that was urging Joe Biden to get a black VP and to put a black woman appointee on the Supreme Court and to have a black agenda. That's what that's about. We're like, yo, we want to encourage, right? Like, but we want to encourage as many black people to vote as possible. And we are, we're like, we feel like if you can show these things, then more black people will be in, compelled to vote than simply just the ones who are into politics. Right. But like our young people, it's like, if you're not connecting with them and you're not making them feel seen, what What they're like, yeah. So I think it's going to be about marketing. It really ends up being marketing. And I've been saying this for a long time, marketing and messaging and not just ending it at, we need to vote, but we need to vote because, and being able to sum that up in a very succinct way. And I don't think anyone has really been able to do it other than just saying, like, we need to vote because we need to get Trump out of office. And and listen, that's a strong one. That's a strong one. We need to vote to get him out of office. Fair. There's a lot of other stuff we got to vote on, though. And that's what you were talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Like yeah. he is the top down. But if we're coming from the bottom up, trust. There's people that are closer to your eye level than you think that are determining how your life is led. And you don't even know. Right. These aldermen yeah. who are, whose kids are in your school. Right. Your superintendent. Your mm-hmm. kids are going to a school and you get to vote on who is making the decisions for your school system. Yes. Yes. These are the people who determine the books that are in your classrooms. You know, these are the people who determine whether or not your school system is going to have a um a contract with the local police department. It was a big deal that Minneapolis school uh, Minneapolis school district said, "You know what? We're done." We're not going to work. We're canceling our contract with the Minneapolis police department. And I'm pretty sure that that's going to have some type of like compensatory penalty, like some, some like economic penalty. And they're like, whatever, if we got to do a kill fee, fine. But I think that what that story, what that story illuminates is how the people that are in those positions that made that decision, they were voted into those positions and they made the right decision for your children. So like, as I'm talking through this, I think one thing, honestly, Erica, is really just deciding like, okay, what are three areas of my life that are going to be greatly impacted by who I vote for, right? So like if somebody has a, a, a family member or a friend in prison, okay, prison reform, right? right. And decisions being made okay. around prison. If somebody says, well, my kids are in school, my kids are in grade school. So whatever's going on in the school system and, you know, people like Betsy DeVos who are making decisions about, right, (laughs) right. um, That's going to matter to me. And then maybe they're a small business owner. And so the people who are making decisions about small businesses and zoning and all that, maybe, those, maybe that's your third thing. So those three things, prison reform, education, and small business, you're going to make at least those three things a focus of your attention on educating yourself on who is in place and who needs to get replaced. And to me, it's like, it's, you got to make it digestible. There's so much at work against us that it can feel so overwhelming that it's easier to just say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to just do me. Not even realizing that they're controlling how you do you too. Right. So maybe that's, you know, so, so I think that for me, like, that's a messaging that you know, and I got to get I gotta tell you all that's how Angela Wright kicked it to me. Angela was like, "What are three things that you care about? Like, just find those three things. and then and then the fourth one can simply just be like, who you're voting for for president, right? Because that's like top, top of the line. But voting is important. I agree with you, one hundred percent. And I think that your question, how can we make sure voting does not get lost in any of this? Well, it's by people like you continuing to center it in the conversation, right? And not just in. Conversations on here But like The fact that you centered it In a conversation Within SFB society I'm sure you're centering it In your conversations On social media You know mm-hmm. You're centering it On your conversations On your group chats You know it, We all have to become Our own leaders For the things That we care about And we have to do it In a fearless way We gotta do it In a way Where we can't worry About who we're going to um, who who Who's gonna feel Uncomfortable It can't at this point that can't be the thing because you know what happens when people are uncomfortable they shift yeah so some people might shift away from you but some people may be like tell me more Erica (laughs) so I really think this is such an important question and I really appreciate you um do you feel like do you feel like we've answered it is there more that you want to add is there anything else you want to ask
3: no I I, um I liked your I like your perspective thank you and um And thanks for this app. I have been on it every day since you launched it. It was good to see RL. I think he was the first person to follow me, actually. All Um, right. So, yeah. Thanks for having me. And I am looking forward to to more on this app and what you can bring for us and give to us.
0: Thank you so much. And I appreciate you bringing this to us. Stay strong. You're welcome. And stay Black. You too. All right. Bye. Our questions today have come from the members of SFB society. And I wanted to find questions that I felt uh, were going to be reflective of our community. And I think so far, we're doing a great job. Uh, so let's keep going. Brandon, Brandon, who is next on the set?
3: All right. Next, we have DeAndre. Right,
0: hello, DeAndre, oh, how you doing?
3: there
0: we go. Uh-huh. You got, oh, who you God. got in the back?
1: Oh, is that a picture? <laughs> it's me. It's just a better picture of me. That's before the quarantine. I look much better before the quarantine. <laughs> right now, I'm working at home with them busted. <laughs> but see, Why are we like this? You know,
0: it's
3: like, just in case y'all didn't I know.
1: I look, I look much better on a regular day. So I'm just trying to see this. Yep, see? I'll be in your inbox on IG, too. Like, like, I know you, but still.
0: <laughs> Welcome, DeAndre. I appreciate you being here. Uh, where are you hitting us up from?
1: Yo, Washington, D.C., foreign race.
0: All right, DC. Y'all definitely been holding From the it down. old
1: chocolate city. It's changing, but I still chocolate city to me.
0: All right. Well, keep it chocolate, DeAndre. Keep it chocolate. Um, and I just want to shout out DC, who, you know, y'all have been holding it down just to the fullest, and just seeing y'all continue to take to the streets and and, and not be backed down by the scare tactics of this tyrant
1: That's, is encouraging to I mean, all of us. Yes. Like the psychological warfare they're doing, all the little tactics, it's just for people who aren't like actually thinking outside the box, they can't see. It's like, no, they're doing this stuff on purpose, and that's just a chance. Oh, it's just a helicopter going around five times for no reason. No, they're trying to scare people away. They're trying to make people uncomfortable to leave. So it's been crazy, but yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. And um, well, how I,
1: well how are you? I'm good. Actually, uh, it's funny. Well, let me actually get into it. But it's funny to me because right before the quarantine started, I was laid off separately been like right right before like we were like couldn't leave the house I got a new job and I've been working from home since then so on one hand it's been good for me like I got a job immediately the new job is much better
0: Congrats! Than
1: the old job down the street from where I just moved to in February so on one hand it's like all my life is like lining up but the world is falling apart <laughs> so it's crazy to me but I'm good and I can't complain I'm healthy my family's healthy so I'm good like I can't complain at all about that
0: well that listen that's dope I mean you know being able to find silver linings in this is like the key to your survival right so
1: it really really is yeah
0: i um so i'm glad you are able to find a lot of silver linings and we we got to clap it up for the silver linings baby we got to clap yeah, it up true. we got to celebrate each society other
1: society has been a silver lining for me too like having a place to like i love it one but having a place where cuz i'm on twitter but i don't got time for trolls like i'll, I'll say what i say and i'll leave but in SFB society, I'll have the conversation and discourse because I'm catching up on small doses podcast and like um, the no. um, Mark Mark Lamont Hill he said ideas are people to think they're your peers when they're not your peers like they don't know say that one more time say it one more time i'm sorry he um marco marhill i think he was he said that people on ig think they're your peers when they're really natural peers you're talking to people who don't know what they're talking about so i'll say something and someone comes in my mentions i'm like you clearly don't know what you're talking about so i have much much more entertaining conversation and productive conversation or that's sfb society so thank you for that
0: thank you i appreciate you uh I'm going to, so I'm going to read your question. Now you had two, you added a second question, but I want to be able to give people time. I want to be able to give people time. So I wanted to choose between one of the two. So which one do you feel? The first one, the
1: first one, the education one. That's the one I'm strong about. Yeah.
0: Okay. So Deandre asks, do you believe we will ever have an education reform? In my opinion, there needs to be a full overhaul, a class action lawsuit, to be honest. There are so many school districts around the country that are allowed to teach lies and inaccurate accounts of history as it pertains to black people. Maya Angelou said, when you know, I got to work on my Maya Angelou impersonation. Um... (laughs) When you know better, you do better. Like, it's like, it sounds, it sounds too much like Eartha kid in Boomerang. So I got to really like work on developing that. Like, my guess, when you know better, you do I
1: better. I didn't hear Eartha kid until you said Eartha Kid, but I hear it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Maya, we miss you. We love you. And Eartha, we miss you. We love you. We have to teach kids the truth so they can make better decisions for themselves in the world. So your first question was, do you believe we will ever have an education reform? So before I get into my response to this, I want to know if there's anything else you want to add to the question.
1: Well, I mean, listen a little piece after that. And uh, after that, what's the next step? So after the pro- protesting, what do you believe is the next step? So it's, okay, justice reform or even education reform, there's still much more that needs to be done. So what are the next steps or top three steps? Like, I know you don't know everything. None of us knows everything. But what do you believe will be the first steps to get us moving in the right direction? Where people complain we're not organized well okay what's important to us how do we attack these things how do we organize it like, so like first all, i like reform, ways like that. first of all i think we have to point out what
0: first of all i think we have to point out what reform means right so reform means like taking something in its form and just reforming it right now i think a lot of us though would say that some of these systems they can't be reformed it's like they already so dis- like they're already so broken that they just need to be discarded and let's start something fresh. Now, in some cases, we you know, can do that in easier ways than others. I think that in some ways, in some cases, there's the opportunity to practice reform at the same time as building up something from the bottom. And I think for me, education is one of those spaces. Yes, there's an education system that does need to be toppled and be rebuilt. But since that can't happen, because there's so much already invested in that, and there's so many people that are already a part of that, there is a reform. I look at reform like playing Jenga. You're simply just moving the pieces, right? But eventually what happens in Jenga?
1: It falls over.
0: Right. So I do believe that there's a certain amount of, like, practice and of, uh, there's, a, there's a big amount of practice and of um, and optimism that, that can be applied to reform in the concept of, like, we just we got to, you know, we got to keep moving these pieces and to, until until the topples over. At the same time, I believe that black communities specifically need to be creating supplementary education practices that fill the gaps in the education systems that we want to reform. Like, you know, a lot of people in the Jewish community they go to they go to Hebrew school on weekends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, a lot of people in the Islam community, they go on weekends to learn about, you know, their spiritual practice and to learn about um, you know, speaking, like reading the Quran and, and, and speaking and writing um, Muslim. Wait, what did I just say?
1: I got what you meant. You said no small doses before. So maybe that's why I knew what your name okay. <laughs> I you mean. Uh, Sorry.
0: And said
1: so the small doses that were talking about something else. No,
0: I said speaking Muslim. That's what I meant to say. Speaking mm-hmm. Arabic. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired. Don't judge me. I'm tired. And
1: you hot. You hot. You hot and tired. I got it. I am hot it.
0: and tired. I'm sick and tired of you. Sick and tired. I heard it and I was like, that's wrong what you just said. You sound ignorant right now. Okay. I corrected it. People know so, you
1: know you're not it's ignorant. Spelada.
0: It's all good. It's but it's just good. just so y'all know. <laughs> that is <laughs> me coming to ten out of it. Shukran. <laughs> Shukran. Um, okay. I really think that we need to, and this is not something like I'm not saying anything new. I'm just saying that there might be people who are just new to this concept because there are absolutely pan-African schools. There are absolutely programs, after school programs that have like teachings for children on their histories as a black person, on their histories as a black person in America and in the world. I mean, for all intents and purposes, smart funny black is a is rooted in the fact the the fact that we have a shared culture that binds us as a community and reminding folks through comedy that there is a shared culture that we have that binds us through community. And thus we need to start remembering to look at each other as community. If we start teaching our children that from jump, we'll see a different outcome.
1: They will reform
0: the education system themselves.
1: Mm, True. True. True.
0: I think the biggest thing that I keep talking about lately is just like, A lot of us think that this ends with us and we don't look at the fact that we are a beginning of something new and that the work that we're doing can't be done in the mindset of if it's not done now, it doesn't matter. It has to be done in the mindset of if we don't do it now, it will never happen. And when we look at the long game of things, there are things that we can put in place now that affect the future. And we need to care about our future. Our ancestors cared about us. Do you know that we're calling people that were alive 100 years ago our ancestors?
1: I mean, not us, but people are. <laughs> we are. I mean, ones. like, <laughs> we're calling
0: Harriet Tubman our ancestors. 100 years yeah. ain't no time, baby. It's like, not, yeah. it's not no time. It's a very short amount of time. But they did such impactful things, and they impacted us in such um, in incredible ways that we're like, no. Because to me, in the Black community, ancestor is our version of sainthood. We're like, no, you were ancestors. Like you, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yes, like yes. you, you, you don't put your foot in this future. We need to be putting our foot in the future and we need to be considering that. And a lot of us don't consider that. So what you're talking about in terms of reform and can there ever be reform? Absolutely. Can we start that today? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us need the encouragement of seeing immediate results in order to put our energy in places. Well, I'll tell you what you take a black child and you put them in rigorous schooling And rigorous just means consistent, consistent schooling that teaches them about their past, that teaches them about the importance of their present, and that teaches them about their ability to define their future. And you will see an immediate result. And when we look at a lot of these children who are in spaces where they seem like they can't be saved or they're, you know, they're bad apples, we understand that when we look at their homes, they're not being treated that in their homes. And a lot of times they're not being treated that way because the people who are in their homes weren't treated that way before.
1: Exactly. It's like, a, it's a cycle.
0: It's a cycle. I was very fortunate. I had brunch with my first grade teacher a few months ago. And she was like, we were talking, I was just, she was talking about my special and that she had watched my special. And I was like, yeah, you know, and then we talked about Lift Every Voice and Sing. And I was like, yeah, you know, um, I couldn't, you know, I just, I hadn't learned until 10th grade. And she was like, skirt, skirt, pump the brakes. <laughs> Ms. Channel was like, no ma'am. No, ma'am. Miss Channel said, I had you singing the Negro National Anthem in first grade. I didn't even know that since first grade I have been like having these concepts injected yeah. into my soul. So much so that I forgot later when I moved to Florida. You know, that I wasn't singing it's, the Negro National Anthem uh, in my no.
1: Florida public school. It's so school. interesting about DC because I saw it was, a, it was a hashtag on Twitter saying, "Would you get your first black teacher?" I had my first black teacher in like kindergarten, and I had my next one in third, first grade, and third grade, and fifth grade. So to me, it was normal. So that's it's all. It was it's interesting being from DC back then because it was that was what's normal to us. You sometimes it's not not all the time, but sometimes you didn't experience racism until you left DC. Now, granted, it was a lot of racism in DC, but. If you were in your neighborhood and you didn't leave the neighborhood, you were kind of oblivious to it. Not at all. I'm saying it was definitely prevalent in DC, but it's just it was so many, it was so much representation from John. Right, right. You felt comfortable like going with my family, my family, my sister, my sister made sure my sister older than me. She made she gave me books about our history and made sure I knew what was going on. So I, that's why I have so much emphasis on education because I grew up with the with the education. You see the I value, have. and I you know the value, the value of what, so what seeing-
0: that did to you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I was in your inbox one time and I was like, people don't have critical thinking skills. Like that's why they're not able to process things for themselves because they're not critically thinking. And I'm saying the point is, is they don't have, they don't have the educational background to be able to critical think and make these decisions for themselves. All they can do is, excuse me, all they can do is listen and be like, Oh, well, that's, but that's what I'm being told. Why I would this person buy But you
0: well, know what, that's by society. design. That's a
1: good question. Yeah. And that's, that's by, by, by design. design. Yeah. design.
0: It's by design, which is why I focus education so much as like a revolutionary tool, because they really Mm -hmm. didn't want us to learn. And if they if if learning wasn't so dangerous, they wouldn't have tried everything in their power and continue to try everything in their power to keep us from doing it. It is exactly. So I really I and and so I and I think the beautiful thing about learning is that, you know, we we have so much access to be able to do that without the assistance of the oppressor. So we have to take that time and, and focus it. And I really appreciate your question because it really is a, we, we've already discussed on this call three different things that are Im- imperative to, to growth. We've talked about protesting with RL, mm-hmm. we've talked about voting with Erica, we've talked about education with DeAndre, all of these things. Actually, they're all right here in, in this property right that, that, there, the property and black logo, but it's is a multi-pronged approach. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm completely with you. Listen, when I was in fourth grade, we had like different teachers. We didn't just have one teacher. And I'll never forget my teacher, Miss Tellis. She was leaving. And in my journal, we had to write journals to her. And in my journal, I put, you were my only, because this is when I, I had moved to Orlando by this point. Oh, okay, and I put, okay. you were my only black teacher and now you're leaving. And like my oh. little fourth grade soul was just like.
1: <laughs> it crushed because it's like, even if it's, yeah, it's your teacher. It's not like your friend, but it's, it's a safeness to it. It's just, If I ask this question, she's not going to think I'm dumb. Yep. I'm just asking a question. It's just little stuff like that that makes you more comfortable to engage more.
0: My third grade teacher literally told me, like I said, I want to be the first black female president of the United States of America. And she said, you need to pursue more realistic goals. Amanda, she sent a note home that said, Amanda is overconfident and needs to pursue more realistic goals.
1: Can I say how weird it is to talk to you? Even I've heard these stories in your spot, in your part on the small doses. It's so weird. Like, I'm hearing it twice. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, but I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I know, know, girl. Remember <laughs> when you talked about that the other day, girl? <laughs> no, but well, I exactly appreciate you, DeAndre.
0: Good. And before we go, I must say this. Okay, Polka Dots. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. Okay, Global Event. That global event was great. I was in there laughing it up. I loved it. That was great. The next smart so Funny and Black in the House brand. is Juneteenth.
0: June 19th is the oh, next smart Funny and Black I mean, in the I mean, House. So we will be promoting I mean, I mean, that. I mean, so, But thank you so much for joining us. Your question is completely appreciated. Well, do you feel like we addressed your your
1: your question? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you definitely addressed the question. Right? And you, you said stuff because I didn't know there were pan-African, pan-African schools in the country already. But that's yeah, something that I didn't know about. So You definitely answered my question. God and God. so, God. and I guess That's just great. to
0: add to that, it's like, um, you know, we just got to make sure that we're researching. A lot of the things that we are, com- that are coming to our consciousness right now, there are people that have already been doing them. Remember, no idea is original. So there's people that are already doing them. And it's about us taking the time to research. Okay, these people have already been doing this. Let me see how I can be involved in, comp- sure. And, and, sure. in advancing what the work is that they've already been doing. So thank true, you, DeAndre. True. I appreciate you. And thank you, Amanda. Stay, I love you. Stay, stay black, brother.
1: Thank you, too. The last dose.
0: So this conversation was so dope that we feel like we needed to put it into our next episode. So stay tuned for part two of Side Effects of Uprising. But I wanted to make sure to provide you all with the list of nonprofit organizations that are really on the ground doing the work and have been doing the work. So you're going to hear that here and we will see you here next time on Small Doses Forum, Side Effects of Uprising. First off, Campaign Zero, the comprehensive platform of research based policy solutions to end police brutality in America, a police reform campaign proposed by activists associated with Black Lives Matter. I'm also going to post this on my Instagram and in my Insta stories. And for those of you who are members of the SFB Society, I will post this in SFB Society under Black Urit News. Black Voters Matter, increasing voter registration and turnout, advocating for policies to expand voting rights, access, including expanded early voting, resisting voter ID, re-entry restoration of rights and strengthening the Voting Rights Act. They also advocate for policies that intersect with race, gender, economic, and other aspects of equity. Black Futures Lab, works with Black people to transform our communities. Shout to Alicia Garza, the founder and creator of Black Futures Lab, as well as one of the co-creators of Black Lives Matter. Uh, They work locally, statewide, and nationally to build Black political power and changing the way that power operates. We have the Electoral Justice Project. The EJP is a project of movement for Black lives that seeks to continue a long legacy of social movements, fighting for the advancement of the rights of Black folks through electoral strategy. We have the MBJC, the National Black Justice Coalition. American civil rights organizations serving primarily LGBT people. Since 2003, MBJC has collaborated with national civil rights groups and LGBTQIA organizations advocating for the unique challenges and needs of the African-American LGBTQIA community in the United States. And a side note, you can now redeem your Sephora Beauty Insider Points as donations to the NBJC. Now I know some of y'all are like, but what about my birthday gift at Sephora? You'll still have points left over. So, just a note, you can redeem your Sephora Beauty Insider Points as donations to the National Black Justice Coalition. Then we have the Movement for Black Lives, Uh, The M4BL, which seeks to reach millions, mobilize hundreds of thousands and organize tens of thousands so that Black political power is a force able to influence national and local agendas in the direction of our shared vision for Black lives with a five-year plan rooted in transformative goals. Color of Change, a progressive nonprofit civil rights advocacy organization in the United States formed in 2005 in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. The goal is to move decision makers in corporations and government to create a more human and less hostile work for Black people in America. And I have seen Color of Change implement that in spaces beyond government but also in Hollywood and seeing that their uh that their their reach has to go beyond just politics, but also people that are working on the ground in other different spaces of influence like Hollywood and media. The Black Church PAC, or PAC, a strategic initiative answering the call to elect leaders committed to ending mass incarceration, defending the right to vote, curbing gun violence, and representing the equitable treatment of Black and brown communities. And then we have the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, also known as the NAACP LDF, America's premier legal organization fighting for racial justice through litigation advocacy and public education the LDF seeks structural changes to expand democracy eliminate disparities and achieve racial justice in a society that fulfills the promise of equality for all Americans I also want to add we are We Are is the organization started by my very good friend and brother, Brandon Victor Dixon, also known as Terry Silver on Power. Uh, And their organization uses the connective power of the arts to amplify voices that emphasize our shared humanity. We also have um, Build Power, which my homeboy, Kendrick, who is on Insecure with me, uh, he is the founder. Uh, Build Power engages culture, education, and activism to build and train an inclusive community of entertainers and athletes to advance radical social change. They partner with grassroots causes and organizations, and the purpose of Build Power is to increase action and civic engagement with a primary focus on uplifting and protecting the most vulnerable by undoing systemic oppression okay then we have people's budget la their constant work is on getting city council to defund the police unfortunately that did not happen this go round. we learned that us last night all the city council voted in favor of eric garcetti's bullshit ass plan to fund the police uh with like 54 54% 54, yeah, fifty-four percent of the general fund of um, <laughs> of Los Angeles, which is pure trash, pure trash. And uh, you know, the reality is, is that when we when we make communities that have better services, when we make communities that are using money to make better communities, we understand that that comes by creating options for people to be their best selves, not for police to better police. So uh, you can check them out at peoplesbudgetla.com. Uh, then we have the Jesse Williams Advancement Project, uh, started by Jesse Williams. You know, Jesse Williams is the finest actor with pretty eyes that we have seen on craze Anatomy. Uh, he has the Advancement Project, which is a next generation multiracial civil rights organization. They are rooted in the great human rights struggles. For equality and justice, we exist to fully—we exist to fulfill America's promise of a caring, inclusive, and just democracy. And I know that one of the one of the ways they're doing that is by uh, being really at the helm of defunding the police.
3: A
2: podcast network.